ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome in. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Nina Marks with you. Our producers, Tyler and Rebecca, as well, with you for the next three hours. We've got a jam packed show. Nick Wagner is going to join us uh, to break down the 49ers Rams game coming your way in about an hour. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, as always, will join us. FatJackSports.com. Randy Robles from the Elias Sports Bureau with their Elias Game Plan app. Uh, that you can download, whether it's your Droid or your iPhone, with great Elias insights to help you, whether it's gambling or fantasy, which is awesome. And um, uh, you know, we're 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 gonna we're gonna span uh, the globe in regard to all that's going on in sport. We'll we'll talk about the Lakers. Um, we'll talk about, of course, the World Series that kicks off tomorrow with the Phillies, of course, and the Astros, and and obviously a lot of NFL. 49ers going up against the Rams, obviously Raiders as well going up against the Saints, UCLA, USC, both teams in action right now as always, you know, when we're on on Thursdays, I I do like to, we've got about four minutes left in the Thursday night game. So I always like to bring you up to speed on what's going on there. So as it stands right now, Baltimore is up on the Tampa Bay Bucks 24 to 16. Boy, is Tom Brady regretting coming back to play for for the Tampa Bay Bucks? I I really I think he is. How can he not? I mean, what what a what a horrible season so far. Um, so I I am not full disclosure. I was on with um Ireland and, and Mason earlier today, which actually Ramona Shelbourne was filling in. She isn't she fantastic? Um, and my play tonight. Because I, I, I love to follow trends, okay? And so I, I, and I think this is an important trend. It didn't pay off for me tonight, but it very well could pay off for you in games to come with the Baltimore Ravens. What do I mean by that? So the Baltimore Ravens are one of the best teams in the NFL in quarters one through three. Their point differential is 156 to 25 in quarters one through three. Their fourth quarter is minus 46. They're minus 46 points differential in the fourth quarter in the season. It's not how tonight is playing out. Trust me, because I played the Ravens in the first quarter. I played the Ravens in the first half. And unfortunately, uh, neither of them paid off for me. So, um, you know, if, if you did play the Ravens when this game started, Tampa Bay was minus two. They were getting to the over-under was at 46 and a half. And uh, so if you play the Ravens, uh, then great for you. Again, uh, I, I'm a loser tonight in regards to the fact that I played them in the first quarter and the first half. Again, for those reasons, along with these, Baltimore has actually gotten better on the defensive side of the ball. Why? Because they've gotten healthier, okay? And so, meanwhile, the Bucks. 
listen, there is a plethora of reasons why this Bucks team is, is struggling this season. Let's be honest, right? Um, besides the fact that Brady decided to go to some stupid wedding uh, for his former owner um, and then, you know, <laughs> ream out his offensive line on, on national television the same game when he didn't even bother to travel back to Tampa to travel with the team. Don't get me started again. Um, this is this this offense is only scoring on 13% of their drives. In fact, and up until this game, okay, they had zero touchdowns in 16 first quarter possessions. Zero. Zero touchdowns in 16 first quarter possessions. Now, they went up 10-3 in the first quarter and then um and then that was that was the score at the end of the half. Baltimore made some great adjustments at the half and came back. And of course, uh, they scored 14 points in the third quarter. And now Tucker, Justin Tucker is coming in to kick a field goal. So now they're going to go up 27-16 uh, here with a, a little less than a uh, little over two, two minutes left. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is not happy that they're, they're kicking a field goal here on fourth and one. Um, I, I get it. He's been given a lot of... Uh, leeway in regard to going forward on fourth down in his career in Baltimore. So I can understand why he'd be frustrated, but nonetheless, Justin Tucker, one of the best kickers in, in the NFL, he's probably going to nail this. And then, um, and then now you've got a, a Baltimore Ravens team that again, they're up 27, 16. So uh, game over in, in my opinion, um, Tom Brady in this offense is just, they're anemic. Uh, also this Bucks defense is allowing opponents to score touchdowns on 75% of their red zone possessions, which is second highest in the NFL. Second highest in the NFL. Now, here's, and again, I'm all about trends, but the trends that I follow did not play out tonight. Why? The Ravens are last in the NFL in the fourth quarter scoring margin at minus 46. Um, Lamar Jackson has thrown only one of his, coming into this game, Lamar Jackson had only thrown one of his 13 touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. Also, he had thrown four of his six interceptions in the fourth quarter. And the Bucs had four of their six interceptions in the fourth quarter. So based on trends, how was this supposed to play out? Well, this was supposed to play out with the Baltimore Ravens come in. They go up early. They score you know, a, a substantial number of points in the first quarter, let alone the first half. And then Tom Brady tries to engineer a comeback, which by the way, if Tom Brady would have engineered a comeback win tonight and, and listen, there's, there's two 12 left. Tampa Bay has two timeouts. Um, I mean, could it happen? Yeah, it could happen. Um, but, um, so I, <laughs> If if he was to engineer a comeback here, then um, he would tie Peyton Manning for the most fourth quarter comebacks in the NFL. So game script wise, this is what I was expecting to see happen tonight. But um, but that that's not that's not the case. That's not what happened. And um, and this is a, a Tampa Bay Bucks team that went up early. Like I said, at, at the half they were up ten three. And then Baltimore just made some really good adjustments and they had a really solid third quarter where they scored two touchdowns. And so that's why the score right now is 27 to 16. Uh, and Tom Brady in this offense, uh, Byron Leftwich out there right now with him trying to help engineer 
um, a drive. Maybe they try to go down, score a touchdown, onside kick. We'll see what happens. I will keep you posted. Um, but just moving forward, you know, these are some pretty substantial trends in regards to the Ravens and how and and how great they are not only in the first half but in the first quarter that you might want to play into um, for the remainder of the season. Some some other plays that I made in this game tonight. I I, I did like Tom Brady under two hundred eighty one and a half passing yards. I also thought that he would score an, throw an interception tonight. Uh, that has not happened. He's sitting at 276. So chances are he is going to surpass his 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 passing yardage. Um I, I just I, I thought I thought the Ravens were going to run the ball more and in and really eat up a lot more time of possession. Um I also did not expect uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks passing game to have this much success. Uh but but they have. Uh, also I had uh, Lamar Jackson over rushing attempts and over rushing yards. Uh, he's sitting at seven rushing attempts for 45 yards. So uh, we'll see what happens there at the end of the game. Again, the Tampa Bay Bucks are are, are moving down the field. And so uh, so I will keep you posted. Um, I did like Leonard Fournette on, under 84 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Listen, at the end of the day, Rashad White is average. And here's another. Here's what I don't understand when it comes to teams, right? Like, a lot of times the amount of money that you're paying a player is more significant than the outcome. So Leonard Fournette obviously making a, a nice chunk of change, right? And now a, a nice amount of money. He's only averaging 2.4, 2.2, 2.7 yards per carry in the NFL this season. Meanwhile, Rashard White, is averaging anywhere between 4.4 4 yards, 4.2, 4.5. Tonight he's 4.8. But he only has four carries for 19 yards. Leonard Fournette has nine carries for 24. At some point in time, you as a general manager and you as a head coach, you have to say, you know what? Money doesn't mean anything. Okay? Money doesn't mean anything. We need to go, we need to go with the guy who's producing. And right now Rashad White is the guy who's producing. But for whatever reason, you know, they don't want to make that adjustment. I'll say the same thing when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right? Warren is averaging six yards per carry. Najee Harris is averaging 3.2. But the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't willing to make the change. Why? Not Warren is an undrafted rookie. Najee Harris is, you know, <laughs> making more money and was drafted a lot higher. Than uh, than Warren, but uh, but you know at, at what point in time do these teams need to look at the statistics and and look at what the what what players are producing and and make the change? I think that's a big reason why the Tampa Bay Bucks are, are struggling right now. That you know this isn't the first week. Leonard Fournette for the last two three weeks um, has just not been able to get the job done. He just has not. I mean, here, even in the passing game, White, three receptions for 24 yards. Leonard Fournette, two receptions for 20. White's longest, 20 yards. Fournette, longest, 15. So, I, so anyway, I, that should have been my best bet tonight. Uh, under 84 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Also, Justin Houston uh, getting a sack, and sure enough, he did tonight. You know, as we know, I know I'm not breaking news here. This, this Tampa Bay Bucks offensive line is just god-awful. So no surprise, uh, Justin Houston back 
and healthy. He's been back for, uh, for four games and, um, he's got four sacks on the season, two sacks last week against the Browns. And, and of course, as we know, uh, you know, Tom Brady is, is a statue back there. So, you know, not hard to sack, that's for sure. Also, I had Gus Edwards scoring a touchdown. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Lamar Jackson scoring a touchdown, that did. In fact, he scored two, which is great. So that's where we stand right now in this game. Uh, again, it is 27-16. It is less than two minutes left in uh, in, in the game. And uh, the uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks have the ball first and 10 quick break. We come back. I'll keep you posted on this matchup. Let's dive into some others as well. How about the 49ers going up against the Rams and how about we open up the phone lines again, 877-710-3776. I'd love to hear from some of you Rams fans out there. What are your thoughts about this matchup? You've got a Rams team. They they're coming off of a buy. So now Sean McVay's had two weeks to prepare for this 49ers matchup. A matchup where Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo has dominated the Rams in their tenure in San Francisco. Does anything change for you this week? Would love to hear from you. 877-710-3776. Again, Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. What's happened in the past isn't of any of my concern other than this week and being here right now. And uh, I like the look in our guys' eyes. I like the way that our coaches have uh, approached this preparation, and, and I'm confident that we'll be ready to go. So that's Sean McVay uh, talking about, you know, he's he's not he's not paying any attention to uh, the history and the trends here um, in, in this matchup. But you know, I don't I don't know how you cannot. I mean, who's your daddy, baby? It, it is it is Kyle Shanahan. Let's be honest. Um. He has dominated this matchup with with the Rams, and and so has Jimmy Garoppolo, seven and one against the Rams in his tenure as he's the starting quarterback for the 49ers. Granted, that one game that he had lost was a playoff game, and, and probably the most important out of all of them. Uh, but nonetheless, um, you know that that trend is is pretty significant, and I don't think it's going to get I don't think it's going to get any easier. You know, it's one thing for the Rams to have a bye week and now they have two weeks to prepare. And, you know, do they get Allen Robinson more involved in this offense? Possibly. But at the end of the day, this is a 49ers defense that they are getting pressure on the quarterback 41% of the time. 41% of the time they are getting pressure on the quarterback. And this is a, a Stafford offensive line that's allowing a quarterback to get pressured on his dropbacks 40% of the time. Okay? So, I, <laughs> that's that's a lot. It's a lot. And so I, I think that's really, that's where this game, in my opinion, I think that's where this game is going to be won, is in the trenches. And, and obviously the 49ers, hat on hat, man on man, um, on defense, offensive line, that's where it's going to be run, uh, where it's going to be won. You've got you've got a Rams team 
They're 31st in points per drive in the first half. 31st. Second to worst team in the NFL in, in points per drive in the first half. Along with the fact, so, so, you know, offensively, as we know, you know, they're struggling to get anything going, let alone Stafford under pressure. He's only got 15 plays that have traveled 20 yards or more. He loses another offensive lineman, his left tackle. Um, Henderson has not been able to practice this week because of some kind of illness. Meanwhile, the 49ers, their defense, second best against the rush, only allowing three, a little over three yards per carry. So even if Henderson is, is healthy, we don't even know what's going on with Cam Akers. Is he going to be traded? Whatever the case is, we, we do know that he's not, he's not going to be active. We do know that. So um, just to, to, unfortunately, and I hate to say this, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of Rams fans listening, but just to me, the 49ers check all the boxes here. Not to mention the 49ers trading for Christian McCaffrey. Um, we'll be able to move the ball. Will with think about it, him, Debo Samuel, of course, Debo Samuel's dealing with uh, some type of hamstring issue, expecting him to be active. We'll see Brandon Ayuk, uh, along with George Kittle. They should be able to move the ball at will. He carried the ball just 10 times for 62 yards last week against Kansas City. Um, and, and, and it just so happens the, the last game the Rams played before their bye week was against Carolina where Christian McCaffrey carried the ball 13 times for 69 yards and caught seven receptions for 89 nine yards. So um, you weren't able you weren't able to st- the Rams defense wasn't able to stop Christian McCaffrey with, with the Carolina Panthers. How do you how do you expect to stop him in this 49ers offense that I feel is going to be even more explosive and more creative in in regards to how they're going to utilize him? So you know that that's that's going to be difficult in my opinion. Um, from what I understand, we, we do have some calls on. So uh, let's, let's go to Fernando calling, on, calling in. Fernando, welcome in. Welcome into Bet LA. How are you doing this evening? Good. How are you doing, Anita? Hi. You know, you're talking about who's your daddy to uh, uh, McVeigh and uh, what's his name? Shanahan. Who won it when it mattered? I I said that I said that just a second ago. You've got you've got oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I he's I yeah. I mean, listen, no. you got Jimmy Garoppolo. He's seven seven and one, right? The seven zero in the regular season, I, one in the postseason. That's the most important. You're absolutely right. I I I get it. I get it. He, he's he's doing it in the regular season, but we're off a of bye week. McVeigh four and two on the bye week. He. Man, he's got something schemed up. Uh, McCaffrey, you know, he's with the Rams, he's with the uh, Niners now, and you know he might give us some trouble. But we got some dogs coming back. <laughs> I think I, I, we're at home. I, 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 we're healthy. I think we could pull it off. You so 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 you you think with your offensive line you'll be able to pull it off with the, uh, going up against that Forty ers defense and that that pass rush. 
that is one of the best in the NFL. We got our center back. We got our left tackle who's played left tackle. He's supposed to be a left tackle. We got him right there. No booms down. But, hey, man, they play like dogs. To be the dog, you got to be a dog. So they need to step it up. And I think it's going to be a good game. Underdogs at home, I like it. Okay. All right. I hear you, Fernando. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Thank you, Anita. I, I appreciate it. Listen, I, and I was on earlier today. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for the Rams. I'd love to see them turn this around. It's, it's really, it's bizarre to me. And, 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 and Tyler and Rebecca, I'd love for you to chime in here. I've never seen a Super Bowl team, okay, have such a, such a quick fall from grace. I, 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 like, I, like, a part of me is just like, this Rams team can't be this bad, right? Like, do you say that? I mean, it's definitely astonishing, right? When you look at the team and you look at what they've lost, what they've gained. You don't think that Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. would have the kind of impact on a team where they go from being Super Bowl champions to the team that they're current, that they currently are being. But at the same time, Matthew Stafford has done a complete 180 as far as his production goes. And he's, he's constantly looking down the field for Cooper Cup when he has Allen Robinson now. And everyone's wondering where Allen Robinson is. Robinson is, And finally, two weeks ago, we finally saw some Allen Robinson, right? We, we finally saw him get a touchdown. We finally saw some action coming from that side of the offense. But there's there just feels still that distrust in Allen Robinson as a wide receiver, alternatively to how he felt throwing to Odell Beckham Jr. We just don't see that trust in Matthew Stafford still. And we're seven, eight weeks into the season now. Here, here's, here's the difference. And, and, and I don't know if, I don't know if this is the reason why, which by the way, um, Steph YI, the Ravens have won the final scores, 27, 22. So if you did play the Ravens and you took the points or you played the Ravens on the money line, uh, you were a winner. Um, I will share all the statistics and, and, and the stats for you when we get back, just FYI. Uh, but, but nonetheless, um, Here's in, in talking to a number of quarterbacks in the NFL, there are quarterbacks who will throw to a receiver who's covered because they believe that that receiver is going to go up and get the ball. Okay. And then there are other quarterbacks in the NFL that will not throw to receiver unless the receiver is open. And so I think this is a mixed bag of, Maybe Matthew Stafford is one of those quarterbacks who don't feel comfortable throwing to a wide receiver who's not open and doesn't necessarily trust Allen Robinson to go out and fight for the ball. And is Allen Robinson getting that that um, separation from opposing DBs? Maybe that's not happening. You know, that, that, that is what happened with... Um, uh, Tony Romo and um, why am I drawing a blank now? Wide receiver uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. He's not there. Obviously, he's not there anymore. He retired. Um, can you? Can you? Can I'm drawing you a blank it? too. Yeah. Can you grab I'll, it out yeah. of thin air? Uh, you know what I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about. I, like big time wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys with Tony Romo, and then um, and then Dak Prescott. So. My point being is 
Tony Romo is one of those quarterbacks that was okay and trusted his wide receiving core and would throw to them even though they weren't open because he believed that they would go up and they would fight for the ball and they would come down for the ball. Des Bryant. Des Bryant. There you go. Thank you so much, Tyler. Appreciate it. Um, and so Des Bryant, at, 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 at the point in, in time that Dak Prescott took over the starting quarterback role for the Dallas Cowboys, um, Dak Prescott was was had nine, ten screws in his feet, like was was just was not um, creating that separation. And Dak Prescott did not feel comfortable throwing the ball to Dez unless he had that separation from the opposing DBs where Tony Romo felt comfortable because he just had the trust in, in Dez that Dez would go out and, and of course uh, catch the ball. And that was a big reason why there was a huge disconnect between Dez and Tony Romo. Maybe we're seeing that with Matthew Stafford and, and Allen Robinson. Maybe that's what the issue is. You know, I, I don't know. Again, I, you know, there's there's two 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 schools of thought when it comes to quarterbacks and, and how comfortable they are to throwing the ball. That could be the problem. Here's a positive for the Rams. The positive is Van Jefferson is back. And he's the dude, he's the vertical dude. He's the guy who stretches the field. 23% of his targets and his receptions, I should say, are 20 yards or more. Okay? That's a positive. Here's another positive for you. With Van Jefferson back, Cooper Cup now will go back to probably running 80% of his routes in the slot. The 49ers, that's their that's really one of their weakest links, their weakest areas is wide receivers out of the slot. They're allowing 15 yards per catch. Okay? Um and and I'm curious, I, I mean, have you guys heard anything about Williams? And, and I hope I'm pronouncing it properly. Kyrene, Kyrene Williams, right? Um, coming off of IR. Like, I have I'm, hear, I'm I know, hearing I know that he's that, been hurt. Yeah, but I, I'm hearing there's some talk and speculation that he's 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 coming off of IR, and I'm hearing some talk and speculation that uh, that he's going to be a really big part of the of the offense and the game plan uh, against the 49ers. So you know, he, those are the positives. We'll see how that all plays out. But at the end of the day, this is a 49ers defense that is just so damn good. Um, and with the addition of Christian McCaffrey to the offense, it makes it even more explosive. So my play here is the 49ers minus one and a half. I hate to say it. Um, and, and, you know, also, I'm on the under here at 43. Again, because the 49ers defense, the Rams struggling offensively, especially 31st in points per drive in the first half. So I know the 43, you're looking at, you're going, Anita, are you serious? It's 43 points. Rams, 49ers. Yeah, that's my play. My play is the under. So 49ers minus one and a half, the under at 43. That's my play in the 49ers Rams game. Uh, we'll continue with your calls here on, on Bet LA on 710 ESPN LA, 877-710-3776. Also, we get back. Uh, we've got a Chargers team that's on the bye, but the Raiders are playing, and they're going up against the Saints. I've got some interesting statistics when it comes to that matchup that I will share with you when we get back as well. So stay tuned. Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. 
This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. It all starts with how we run the football. Um, you know, when I turn my back and you know, stick the ball you know, out to Josh's stomach, people have to believe it, you know. And, uh, and so we were able to hit some good play-action passes. And, uh, but that all stems from the offensive line and Josh, you know, going to work. And so, um, you know, if we want to keep doing that, we got to keep running the ball well, um, you know, and be able, to, be able to have both phases. Of course, that's Derek Carr uh, talking about Josh Jacobs as the Raiders getting ready to take on the Saints. Um, they are favored by one. The over-owner is at 49 and a half. We'll dive into that game in just a second. I want to get you guys a speed on what happened with the Ravens and, of course, the Tampa Bay Bucks as uh, that game is over. Uh, the Ravens do win 27-22, to 22, so they win by five. So they were getting two. So if you did play the Ravens, winner, winner, chicken dinner, I had the Ravens in the first quarter and the first half, so I was not a winner tonight. Uh, but if you played them, uh, you know, in, in the total of the game, which actually um, – so what, what what would that be? 49, the over-under in this matchup was what? Um, uh, the over-under was 46 and a half. So you played the over here tonight, you won. Um, if you played the Ravens, you won as well. If you played the Ravens on the money line, well, then good for you. Uh, Lamar Jackson, for those who have him in fantasy, 238 passing yards and two touchdowns tonight with a 104.9 QB rating. Uh, running the football, Gus Edwards, 11 carries for 65 yards. He did leave. Apparently reports are that he's dealing with a hamstring issue. So I'm sure we'll hear more about it tomorrow. Kenyon Drake uh, stepped in seven carries for 62 yards. And then of course, Lamar Jackson carried the ball nine times for 43 yards. Um, Justice, Justice Hill, four for 28 Uh, in the receiving game. Mark Andrews tried to give it a go. He came in. We knew we had heard some reports that he was dealing with a knee issue. Now reports are that he is out with a shoulder issue. Three receptions for 33 yards, no touchdowns. So not a great night for Mark Andrews if you do have him in fantasy. Okay. Uh, Rashad Bateman, non-existent. And, and, you know, he only got one target, zero reception, zero yards. I'm, I'm, I want to believe that there is some type of health issue with Rashad Bateman as well, considering that he was not part of this game plan tonight. Uh, who was um, Isaiah Likely, the, uh, the second tight end behind Andrews? Six receptions for 77 yards, and he did score a touchdown. Demarcus Robinson, six receptions for 64 yards. Um, Duvernay, four for 31. Kenyon Drake, Part of the the the, uh, the the offensive passing game, four receptions uh, for five yards, but he did score a touchdown. So there's that. Um, the uh, Ravens defense had three sacks on the night. Uh, Houston, Justin Houston had two of them. I did wager that he would get one at plus 190, so that's good. And Justin Tucker ended up with nine points. So he had uh, two of three field goals. One he missed. I want to say, if I remember correctly, it was like for 61 or 63 yards, something ridiculous like that, and three extra points. So he did put up nine points. As for the Tampa Bay Bucks, you've got Tom Brady 
26 of 44. He threw the ball a lot. Uh, 325 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. Leonard Fournette, nine carries for 24 yards. Rashad White, four for 19. I'm telling you, they're making a big, uh, it's, it's, it's a swing and miss in Tampa in regards to that backfield. For whatever reason, Rashad, something's wrong with Leonard Fournette. Rashad White is, is averaging five yards per carry. Meanwhile, Leonard Fournette is averaging less than three. I understand that money rules the world, but stats don't lie, especially week in and week out. And this is what's happening. I just don't understand. Uh, Mike Evans targeted uh, 11 times as well as Chris Godwin. So like I said, uh, Tom Brady threw the ball a lot. Mike Evans ended up with six receptions for 123 yards. Godwin six for 75. So, uh, you know, obviously they were, they were the two that were the most targeted uh, Russell Gage was inactive uh, because of uh, because of an injury. So um, the Tampa Bay Bucks they had three sacks on the night as well against Lamar Jackson and uh, suck up their uh, their field goal kicker put up ten points. So he had three field goals and one extra point. So he put up ten points. So all you fantasy football uh, freaks out there like me, I call you a freak with all due respect because so am I. Um, those are the stats in, in regard to the Baltimore Ravens game. So now Baltimore, uh, they now are sitting at five and three, the Tampa Bay Bucks now are sitting at three and seven. And so I just really quick, I want to look at the standings right now because I'm telling you what, call me crazy. It's fine. I've been called worse, but they're sitting at three and five. This Atlanta Falcons team is sitting at three and four. The Atlanta Falcons have the moving forward for the remainder of the season. The the Atlanta Falcons have the easiest schedule of any team in the NFL, not just in the NFC South, of any team in the NFL. The Atlanta Falcons have the easiest schedule. I love what Arthur Smith is doing with this team. Um, Marcus Mariota is, is is playing lights out. I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. Don't don't sleep on this Atlanta Falcons team now to win the NFC South. Uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in the break. I just I want to take a quick peek. I want to see what what the odds are for the Atlanta Falcons to win the NFC South. I don't think this Tampa Bay team is going to turn anything around anytime soon. I really don't. Uh, there's a lot that's wrong with them right now. So I just want to take a peek. What what are the odds for Atlanta to win the NFC South? Also, like I said, I want to do a deeper dive into what's going on with the Raiders and the Saints. Of course, the Saints in that division as well. So we get back, we'll, we'll do all that. And if you want to chime in, your thoughts on the Tampa Bay Bucks, your thoughts on Tom Brady. Uh, is it time for him to retire? Obviously, he's going to retire after this season. He already signed a, a, a gazillion dollar contract. Um, I want to say it's with Fox, if I re- if if I remember correctly. Yep, this Fox. is bet. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. It is with Fox. Uh, this is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA, 877-710-3776. You know, how much does Tom Brady regret not retiring? And and here's another thing, guys. And, and uh, you know, we can dive into this when we get back as well. And that is like, why hasn't there been more said, discussed about, you know, his his game plan with Sean Payton for both of them to go to Miami? Could you imagine if right now Sean Payton was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Tom Brady was the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins? 
That was supposed to be the game plan. Okay? Brian Flores and the whole lawsuit changed that quickly. They didn't want to be a part of that. They turned around, they, 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 stole, they, they told Steve Ross, hey, thank you, no thank you. We don't want to be a part of this. But th- that was a realistic possibility. Just marinating that for a minute. We'll be right back. A- again, you're listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Anita Marks with you. Again, it is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. I just looked it up. Atlanta to win, or actually, I'm sorry, Atlanta to make it to the playoffs is plus 175, which pretty much at the end of the day, if they win their division, obviously, uh, they go to the playoffs. So, um... Win division. Let me see here what comes up. Um, hmm. And uh, there's no odds up right now on it. But again, if if Atlanta wins that that division, uh, they they immediately go to the playoffs. So that's plus one seventy five. So there's that. I'm I'm just I'm just saying I'm just throwing it out there, right? Like. I don't, I don't, I just don't see Tampa Bay turning this around. I just don't. Uh, Carolina's rolling with PJ Walker. They've got a, they've got a lot of changes there. That's a fire sale right now. We're going to get into the Saints and, and the Raiders in just a second. I want to call up the Tampa Bay Bucks schedule here for a second as well. Uh, and, and let's see what they have coming up. They got the Rams coming up. <laughs> Maybe... <laughs> Uh, maybe Ireland was, was, was teasing me today. He's like, you hate the Rams. I don't hate the Rams. I just, you know, I, I do my due diligence. I follow the trends. Um, maybe, maybe this is the game that I've, I've, I've got the Rams winning against the Tampa Bay Bucks next week. I don't know. Uh, then the Seahawks who've been maybe one of the biggest between the Seahawks and, and the Giants. I want to get into that game as well. Uh, coming up this, this, this show in the next two hours and 10 minutes. But the Seattle Seahawks, the Browns, the Saints, the 49ers, again, the, the Bengals, the Cardinals, Panthers, and Falcons. I don't know, guys. I, I just I don't I don't know. I don't I don't even know if the Tampa Bay Bucks can you imagine? Can we just marinate in that for a second? That how long has it been since Tom Brady has not made it to the playoffs? <laughs> Dude should have retired. So, so really quick, I just before again, I, I know I'm I'm postponing this in regard to talking about the Raiders and the Saints, but so if if you're not, if you if maybe you didn't you didn't because here's another thing. I know I'm all over the place, but I feel like this story and Tyler and Rebecca, please tell me if you heard this in LA. I feel like this story was swept under the rug. So part of the Brian Flores lawsuit is that he feels he was forced to go meet Tom Brady on some yacht with, with, with Stephen Ross, who's the owner of the Miami Dolphins, um, to try to convince Tom Brady to Patriots, <coughs> excuse me, to come quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. And he wasn't willing to do that because that's tampering. And so he feels that he was penalized or 
I don't know if that's the right word. Um, ostracized, maybe? Uh, by his own, ostr- penalized, ostracized uh, by his his owner, right. Stephen Ross, for not for not willing to meet Tom Brady on this yacht. Okay, so let's shelf that for a second. <clears throat> and then these reports come out that, you know, Brian Flores then, you know, files a lawsuit and he feels that he was forced to lose games intentionally to tank to get Tua, yada, yada, yada. Around that time, Sean Payton had retired from, stepped away from the Saints. Tom Brady had retired from the Tampa Bay Bucks, and they were in cahoots together to come to the Miami Dolphins. And Tom Brady was looking at an investment team to buy some ownership into the Miami Dolphins. He was going to quarterback this season for the Miami Dolphins. Sean Payton was going to be the head coach. And then as soon as the Brian Flores news broke, they were like, oh, no, let's slow our... We don't want to be a part of this. And then Sean Payton goes and signs with Fox, and now he's doing the broadcast broadcast thing with Fox. And then Tom Brady goes back to the Tampa Bay Bucks. And another thing I was being told was that Giselle, his wife, has family in... in uh, of course, she's from Brazil. Tutubon. So... She wanted to be close to Miami. It's a puddle jumper, Miami to Brazil, um, as opposed to Tampa. And so, you know, who doesn't, you know, from what I understand, you know, she really wanted uh, to make the move to Miami. And so now he doesn't end up in Miami. He ends up back in Tampa. Um, He's miserable. Uh, They're allegedly getting a divorce. It's a mess. It's a mess. Guys, I just don't think Tampa Bay is going to make it to the postseason. I just don't. I, I just, the stars are not aligning properly for Tom Brady like they have his entire career. They're just not. They're just not. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think you're, you look at a player like Tom Brady and you've, you've seen him be so good and he's looked different when he's played that well. You look at him now and he's he's a shell of himself and there's clearly things going on in the back end you know, people want to talk about mental health. They want to talk about physical health. They want to talk about what's going on with family. All of those things contribute to a player's ability to perform well. And so, yeah, I think everything that's going on outside of the team, everything that's going on off the field is entirely impacting his gameplay. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I'm not going to compare my life and in my situation to his, but um, you know, I, I'm an avid golfer and I, you know, I, I take my golf game seriously. I, you know, each and every time I tee up, I'm, I'm gambling, I'm wagering on my golf game. I'm sure golfers out there, you know what I'm talking about. And if I have anything, if I have anything that's off, whether it's professionally or personally, forget about it. I, I can't, I can't play well. I, you know, I'm, I'm shooting 95, 98. If, if, if my mental state isn't, isn't, if my professional and my personal life isn't, isn't okay. And I'm on that golf course worrying about something. I'm, I'm nowhere close to the golfer. I I know that I can be. And so, you know, I want to imagine that, that Tom Brady's going through the same thing right now. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, that's for sure. I, I I know I keep on postponing my Raiders Saints play, um, but I, I promise it is coming your way. Uh, we're going to take a quick break because we have Nick Wagner who's going to be joining us 
Um, he covers the 49ers. So I'm excited to get him on. We'll, we'll get his talk, his, his opinion in regard to, uh, you know, the, the moves that the 49ers have made, um, you know, what, what injuries Debo Samuel, again, dealing with a hamstring issue. So we'll get the, the, the latest from Nick when we get back. We'll do a deeper dive into that 49ers-Rams game. And I promise following that, I'll give you my Raiders-Saints pick as well. So stay tuned. We also, we're going to talk some, some uh, Major League Baseball with the World Series kicking off tomorrow. We'll dive into some Lakers, some college football as well. We still have Fat Jack, professional handicappers, as well as Randy Robles from the Elias Sports Bureau, who's going to be joining us as well. So still a lot more coming your way here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA.